Good. That's the wisdom. If you want to live your life based on the principles of God, you have to do what pleases God. You have to live by the standard of God's word. All right? If, if you want to do something else, go ahead and do it. But, 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 but you, like they say in the world, you can't eat your cake and have it. You, you, the Bible says that, that we henceforth no longer live for ourselves. Paul says, for the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and died for me. You see, when, when I gave my life to Jesus, I, 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 I decided that I was going to live for him. Because that's what I saw in the word of God, that it's not going to take 99.9 of me. He wants all of me. So, so does that mean that I have, I've always lived my life for him without, without erring, without falling? No, I've failed several times. Oh, my Lord, I've, <laughs> I've made all kinds of mistakes. But guess what? I made those mistakes with the knowledge that I want to live my life for God completely. That's a different thing. That's different from, well, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian and um, I, I like Christianity. <laughs> I, I like faith. You know, I, I like this Christian thing. It's good. And um, you see, when I, when, when I was down, I mean, I gave my life to Jesus. I just came and he, he, he I mean, he just came up for me. He, he showed up on my behalf and he, he helped me out. He healed me and all that. And you see, I was in need. And I, I, I prayed. A friend of mine told me I must come to church. I went to church and suddenly things just began to change for me. I love that Christian thing. You see. It's still a Christian thing. You see, that, that's a different value system. And, and that's why I keep, I've been saying this for the past 25 years. How you come to Christ defines how you live your life in Christ. All right? If, 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 if men, I mean, 99.9 of us, we're driven to Christianity because of challenges, needs. Nobody wakes up one morning and says, I'm just going to follow Jesus <laughs> and I'm going to live my life for him. No, in most cases, situation drives us to him. And even when situations drive us to him, guess what? Because we have not come to the end of the road, even in that situation, we still choose how we want to believe, how we want to follow him. Or our, particularly when the reason why we gave our life to Jesus or why we came to the Lord, amen, had been met. Let's say you give your life to Jesus because suddenly you realize, my God, I, I'm almost 35. I'm, I'm going to 40. I don't have a man. I don't have a woman in my life. They'll say, why don't you go to church? Church people have got good people. So go to church. Go get one. <laughs> so you, you go to church, you know, praying and all this. But all that basically is a pretense because behind you going to church, behind your service, behind your worship, behind all that is a motive. You see, the motive is what defines if indeed you're authentic or you're, a, or you're a fake. It's like going into a relationship with the wrong motive. You, you're going to marry the man because he's got money. Or you're going to marry the man or marry the woman because she's got some powerful influence. She can make some certain things happen. So you, you go into the relationship not because you truly 100% love the person. You do it because, amen, there's an ulterior motive. Regardless of what that motive is, as long as there is a motive. If motive drives a relationship and the motive is not pure love, and the motive is not pure love to the point of sacrificial death, then it is a fake. 
it's a fake because there will always be something one day that will cause that relationship all right to, to begin to crack to begin to sink that's why two people must express they must they must bring out their agendas and their motive before they say yes i do or else it's a lie the same thing we do with god you see it's this is, this is practical that's why i say this is practical all right this month of September, I really want to talk to us on a practical level, in a practical way. Let's stop hiding behind, you know, I, I, I read my Bible. No, no, no. Thank God that you read your Bible. But what did you learn from the Bible? And what has that Bible that you read demanded in your life that you must change, that you must let go of? Yes, yes. Because every time you read the word, amen, the word makes demand on you. Yes, come on, you know what I'm talking about. Every time you read the word, that's why a lot of people don't read the Bible again. No, because the word is forever pricking their conscience. The word is forever pricking our conscience. I mean, you can't read the word of God, amen, and not feel sober and not feel, oh Lord. Ah, I need to. So, for them not to always get guilty, or they rather you know, <clears throat> leave the Bible. And and you know and exchange and exchange the Bible or right, for a song. So I rather listening to a Christian song, alright, that will just continue to you know uh, uh, um, pacify you know my emotion and and romance and you know my emotion, alright. Yes, at least I'm listening to a Christian song because that's what a lot of people do. You rather listen to a Christian song than to actually listen to the Word of God that is designed. Listen, a Christian song is not what changes you. It is the Word of God that changes us. Yes, and I'm not saying listening to a Christian song is not right. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm not saying you cannot exchange a Christian song for the word of God. The word of God, amen, is where you get the power for change, for transformation. The word of God is what carries the ability, the capacity to what? To transform you. I began by looking at the scripture. Say, don't, don't be conformed to this world. But rather be transformed. Don't be conformed. And I said that many of us grew up in a society, in an environment where we are already conformed. Mm. We conformed. We conformed in how we think. We conformed in how we believe. We conform in how we how we see things. And we conform in in our preferences. We conform in our desire. We conform. All right. In, in, you know. We have all kinds of confirmation. We we conform, amen, by the kind of dreams to the point that the, our our so-called dreams, all right, are already shaped by the world that we live in. That dream is not a true dream from God. Something gave you that dream. Something influenced your mind. You you woke up and start dreaming. I want to be X Y Z. How many how many times have you met people who said this is what I want to be in life, <laughs> only to discover that. That dream was inspired by what they heard or they saw or watched. That dream was not something that came from heaven. So you never get to fulfill that dream because that's not God's dream for you. God's dream for you is unique. It's special. It's not something that somebody, something or somewhere, you know, uh, uh, influences no this is for you it's tailor-made so that's why there's nobody like isaiah phillips this is me this is who i am <laughs> and i love me it took it took me years to love me it took me a lot i mean it took me it took god a lot of work for me to love me come on you see i, I i'm dealing september is a practical you know a, a spirituality practical christianity that's what we're going to be dealing with in september months 
it took me a lot of work. It took God a lot of work, but it also took me, me, Isaiah, a lot of work to love me. Because I've been shaped, I've been taught that, you know, when you have this problem, when you have this situation, you're not supposed to love you. Because you don't fit in. Come on. You don't fit in. You don't have what it takes. You don't fit in. You don't have what it takes. You don't have the, you know, you don't have, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, the pedigree. So how do you fit in? <laughs> and I read the word of God. And the Bible says God took the foolish things of this world <laughs> to confound the wise. I said, is that true, God? You mean you can take a foolish person like me? God said, well, if you see yourself as foolish, I can use you. You qualify. I said, okay, Lord, use me. So that used to be my prayer for years. Lord, use me. Use me for your glory. In fact, I used to sing a song back then. Use me, Lord, for your glory. Use me. Use me. All of me. All of me. Use me for your glory. And indeed, he began to use me for his glory. So, so, excuse me. So, if you don't believe, you see, people, the world can tell you believe in yourself. The question is, which self are you going to believe in? Are you going to believe in a self that has been conformed and shaped all right, by the value system of the world? Or are you going to believe in the self uh, that is defined by the word of God? You see, when, when, the, when the people say, believe in yourself, ah, you've got to understand that you've got two selves. <laughs> you've got a self, amen, that is conformed, that is shaped by this fallen world. Or are you going to believe in a self that is defined by the word of God? You have not discovered yourself until you discover the word of God. I'm not talking about a nice message. I'm not talking about a nice preaching. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you discovering yourself in the reality of God's word. Because that is where you begin to find who you are. Yes, it's in the word of God. So when you read something that jumps out to you and say, that's you, you take that word. You know what I, what I used to do back then? I used to have a small note, 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 you know, like a small notebook. Then I write the scripture for the day. I used to have a scripture for the day. I write it down. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right. So I put it in my pocket. So that goes with me everywhere I go. Right? So if I find myself, you know, you know, not really doing anything, you know, then I take out the word and I read it and I read it and I quote it and I read it and I quote it. That's how, you know, many scripture that I know today stuck in my brain because back then it was, it was trouble for me, <laughs> you know, struggling dyslexia. I don't remember anything. I forget. I just forget. You know, to the point if I'm if I'm under pressure, if I'm under pressure, like let's say I'm under really on some terrible pressure, and you ask me for my phone number, I just forget. I can't remember. I thought that thing was gone. <laughs> you know, recently somebody tried to hack into my, my you know my, my 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 bank account because my my son was playing with you know learning something through my phone. You know, he's got this app, Word Link. So that, that app allowed him to, you know, to, to learn new words and things like that. So somebody, you know, while he was online, you know, these crazy hackers, they tried to hack into my phone. In fact, thank God for banks. 
So, so I got some SMS from you know FMB. I said, "Did you authorize?" And I'm like, "Lord Jesus, I, I never authorized anything." You know. So I had to I had to go to the bank, you know, to change my because obviously everything my my bank details have been compromised. These people are funny. So, I mean, just while this man is asking me question and and I, I needed to fill a form and and all that. And right then there, suddenly, I just went blank. My, I, could, I mean, I'm supposed to be writing down my phone number. I couldn't remember my phone number. And the man is looking at me. I said, don't panic. I know what's going on. <laughs> I know what's going on. Don't panic. Don't worry. I'll, 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 I'll get it. I'll get it done. <laughs> he said, I understand. I said, yes. It happens. Under pressure. Sometimes my, I couldn't remember my phone number. I'm like, God, help me here. So when you think you see, you've dealt with all these little demons, you still see them show up. Yes, that's what, that's the. You see, that's why I said this is practical. When you're under pressure, when you're under pressure, what comes out? What comes out of you defines if indeed you have conquered that demon or not. You see, it's not when everything looks okay and fine around you, and you know everything is just hunky dory and la hallelujah, praise God. No, let's see under pressure. You see, those the guys we read about in the scripture, the this scripture that we have today that we, we're joking with, we're playing with, these people they wrote this thing under immense pressure. Some of them were in fire, were thrown into fire, some of them were in prison, forgotten in prison for, for, for months, for years. Some of them were thrown to lions. Come on. This is the other side of Christianity that is now being preached today. And that's why we take the things of God for granted. And that's why the things of God is like, is a choice. It's not a choice. You don't have a choice in this matter if you want to follow this path. But I can assure you of one thing. It's plans for you. They're plans of good. Because that's a heart of what I'm talking about. The plans of God for you. They're plans of good. Not evil. To bring you to the expected end. So, well... He's going to bring me to the unexpected end. Oh yes, he's going to bring you there. So come rain, come sunshine, come high water, come whatever. I go through it. That's why I say, you see, in the, in the plans of God, if he says that thing is not good for you, just believe it and accept it that it's not good for you. If he says that's what I want for you, embrace it. Don't second guess. Don't challenge his wisdom. Because that's what we do. We challenge God's wisdom. Because the wisdom of this world, we're already used to it. Come on. We're already used to it. Because we're born in there. You, I mean, if you're born in a society and you've learned to speak that, so, that, 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 their language, guess what? That's so natural for you to go anywhere and speak. It's so natural for me to speak my language. <laughs> Even though that's not natural again. Because I, I, I hardly, hardly speak it. But guess what? If you take me to somewhere like Jabli right now and throw me in the same society and say, okay, just start relating. It will be difficult for me to start speaking German because I don't know how to speak German. This is the point that I'm making. That's what God is trying to say now. He's taking you from this society that you're used to and he dumps you, amen, in the kingdom of his dear son and love. Hallelujah. And he says, start learning to speak my language. Start learning the language of the kingdom. And he's like, mama, mama, uh, 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 da, 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 da. you're stammering. It's difficult. Yes. But guess what? Be patient. Learn. Learn the ways of God. Learn the ways of God. 
Don't just learn about the ways of God. Learn the ways of God. Don't just learn about the things of God. You've got to learn, amen, of God. Let him teach you. Let him guide you. Many of the things we claim, amen, that we know today, basically are just human, human religious theory. Human religious theory. They are not the things that God is teaching you. Ah, if God begins to teach you, if God begins to direct us, if God begins to inform us, I tell you, we cannot but to be like him. The next time you're going to speak, you, what will be coming out of you will be the language of the kingdom. And the world will be looking at you and say, what do you say? But I thought you are one of us. Uh -uh, I'm not, I used to be one of you, but I changed. My nature has changed. That was Paul for you. You see, when, 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 when Saul had an encounter on the road to Damascus, all right, the next time you're going to read about Saul, amen, he was, he was a changed man to the point that his name, his name changed. To the point that his name changed. The next time you're going to read about this man, it was on the side, amen, of them that he used to persecute. There was a complete change. The, the change was so was so real, was so visible, amen. Was so you know, you know, you, you could see it. It was visible, you could see it. it, it it's not, is it the same? No, no, it's the same guy, but he's changed. Many of us have not made that switched, we've not made that shift. We have not, we have not, we have not, we have not decided that I'm going to go, you know, the way of the Lord. So, so we, we, we love being Saul and we love being Paul. <laughs> we want to be Saul. We want to be Paul. Have you noticed that when Saul became Paul, there was nothing again about Saul in his life. That thing died. You see, when he was plunged into three days blindness, by the third day that his sight was given to him, all he was seeing was from God's perspective. He was seen from Christ's perspective. He wasn't no longer seen from his old Jewish, you know, uh, uh, rabbonic, you know, uh, 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 you know, you know, sight. He was, he was no longer seen from that position. That's why a lot of us are afraid. Because listen to this: when you decide to follow the Lord, they will plunge you into three days blindness. That is to remove, all right, the values of the world, the things you have used to, the things you have learned of the world, the things. <laughs> come on. That's the that's where the battle is because uh, uh, three days, you know, uh, uh, you know, reality of blindness. Some of us maybe it's going to take three months. Some of us may take three years. But guess what? If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna journey from being Saul. Paul is your old, Saul is your old nature. Saul is your new nature. Alright? It's the same you, but a different identity, different name, different person, personality. Yes. If you're gonna if you're gonna live from being a Saul to a Paul, <laughs> would you embrace the blindness? Ah, no, uh-uh. You're too in control. <laughs> You're too in control to embrace that. No, no. Because you want, you want to be able to see everything, direct everything. This is a guy who was in command. This is a guy who was powerful. This is a guy who wanted to go imprison the people of God. Well, you see, the road to transformation is blindness. We're dealing with practice practical Christian lifestyle. This is what I want to deal with in the month of September by the grace of God. Let's look at how we can practicalize our Christian. You see, so when, 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 when they begin to take you into that, you know, day of blindness and you're like this. Anybody there? Can somebody help me?
please yeah. aha you're learning to trust you're learning the ways of god but you see in the world that we came out from we've been given a wrong sight the bible said when the woman saw the fruit she saw it she saw it she said this is something to make one wise it was a perverted sight it was a corrupt sight you see corrupt sight will always want us to love and want the things of the world because that's where we define our identity from yes that's that's how babylon catches us because that is the same principle amen that lucifer used in the garden against eve when she saw it the moment she saw that fruit something in her life was changed she lost god she lost her true self and she lost god she lost her husband the bible says the husband also saw the fruit he also lost God. He lost his identity. He lost his position. Don't you understand? There's nothing the world gives to us that is for free. For every fruit we take of the world, we lose our identity and our position in God. So that thing may give you temporal pleasure, temporal sense of fulfillment, temporal sense of control. And you will need to go back again. Yes. Yes. That's why they will give you that thing for free. They will give you for free. Have you, have you noticed that people are into drugs? All right? The first time you know, they, they introduce them to drugs, they give them for free. The second time they give them for free. The third time they give them for free. But the fourth time they say, no, come pay. You know what? Because now they know you are what? Hooked. Aha, you are hooked. <laughs> you know, no, that thing has taken over your appetite, your desire. You can't do without it again. Yes. So you don't mind paying for it. Have you noticed, you know, uh, they, they say 30 days free. <laughs> huh? 30 days free. After 30 days. Because they know in the human nature, if you can do something for 30 days for free. Alright? If you can do it for free for 30 days. After you have been hooked in that thing after 30 days, guess what? You won't mind to pay for it. That's the, that's the catch behind Netflix and your show marks and 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 all most many of the apps you know uh you know many things if 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 you know some eateries want to start somewhere the first three days they open the place they give the the people food for free you know mcdonald's and there was a time my wife came home with is it, is it, is it mcdonald's now yeah i mean they were selling you know they have their, their chicken and all these packs for almost like peanuts. But that is just to catch people. Come. People were going for the chicken like, I mean, you just order for it online, you pay maybe is it six rand or two rand, I can't even remember, but one ridiculous amount that you would never be able to pay for McDonald's. I mean, yes, but they were trying to, you see, that is, that is a, a, a marketing strategy. You know, look at Google. When Google started, everything was free, 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 free. No, it's a powerful strategy. When it's free, people love free things, but there is no free speak. Oh, I've got to understand that the world never gives you anything free. That's why I always ask when you say it's for free. I say, What's the catch? What is behind it? I want to see what's behind it first. <laughs> you understand what is behind it. And when you when you use an app for free, you've got to find out what are they trying. To do. There's a strategy. There's always a strategy. Only in the kingdom of God that you get things for free. And even in that, there's a price to pay. 
you must value it because what you don't value in the kingdom they don't give it to you Lest you, lest you, lest you cast it down, all right. You, you trample on it, all right, and treat it as as something that is, you know, that 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 is nothing. You know, a lot, a lot of people have said to me, "Why are you giving your material out for free?" I said, "Because the Lord told me. I know that in the kingdom there is nothing free, but the Lord told me, give it out for free." I mean, I, I, talking about material yesterday, I just finished the one on uh, on and. Um, on Jezebel, so I, I will be sending it to a few people who have asked me, alright, and I'm sure we'll be able to, you know, download it but, but this is just my notes so, alright, it's not a full whatever it's, it's my note, but it's, it's readable, you, you can use it you can use it, you know but, but that is, I mean hours has gone into that material life has gone into that material, in the world they say, okay that should be translated into money, into into value, because you've spent time, and that's that's the truth. That's the way it should be. You've spent time putting this thing together while giving out for free. See, is it that you're foolish or you're wise? And I choose to think the second part. I'm wise because you see, there are people out there searching for truth, looking for truth. They don't know where to go to. That's why we're here. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's why we're declaring these things because truth is scarce in our day teachings like this are scarce all you hear is screaming and shouting and jumping and lying to the people so we want to be able to build amen, a solid practical you know reliable consistent spiritual journey this is the point friends let our walk with God be that of practical Christian lifestyle knowledge we need it knowledge we're going to pursue but we have to put to practice what we know and for that to happen they will bring situation across our path they will bring challenges amen, across our path to allow us put to practice what we have learned so when next amen you are faced with opposition you're faced with an opponent you're faced with a resistance just know that is an opportunity to put to practice what you have learned. You understand? But that will only happen if you have allowed God. Amen. Do you look at the kind of persecution that Paul went through? This was a guy that used to be on their side. All right. But the moment you give your life to Jesus, guess what? You're no longer on their side. In fact, you have become their enemy. So never you think that you're going to walk with the Lord and walk in the things of God and the world system are just going to fold their hands and allow you to go scoffering. No, they will come with everything they can to try to get you down. But you see, if you have seen the Lord, if you have heard his voice, if you have received his love in your heart, you will never give up. Just like Paul never gave up. You will never give up. This is the call. This is the journey. Don't give up. Don't, 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 don't deny him. You see, Peter said, if everybody deny him, not me. <laughs> you see, Peter was sincere. I tell you, he wasn't lying when he made that statement. He wasn't lying. He was speaking from his worldview. I call it believing in a lie. Remember, I, I spoke about that. He, Peter believed in a lie. <laughs> Peter has not come to understood who he was. You see, he said, I love this man. How can I deny him? I love this man. How can I deny him? I will never deny you. Peter, before the cock crows three times, you will deny me. Because Jesus was speaking from a position 
of true knowledge. He knew Peter. Alright? So sometimes you can say, I'm going to go all the way. Who will serve, serve the Lord? As for me and my house, who will serve the Lord. Just wait. One little problem comes. You find yourself amen, in your default carnal position responding. Yes. Yes. Your desire is to serve God. But you see, a desire that is not matched with surrender, with obedience, is just waste. You, and it, I mean, desire is good. But desire must be channeled towards the right thing. I can desire to love God. I can desire. But desire doesn't save me. I can desire. Desire is powerful. God gave us the power of desire to make a choice. You see, choice is practical. Choice In choice, you have to count the cost. If you choose, you say, choose this day. You say, choose and desire a d- d- different thing. Desire is not a choice. Desire is what you want to do. It's what you long to do. It's what you can desire to be a blessing to the man of God and you never do it. So I desire to bless this man. Wow, I really desire. But you never do it. But when you choose to do it, you see, you go, you, you make a choice. You see, there is a blessing of desire, but there's a greater blessing in, in the choice. In the choice, we live by choice, not by desire, friends. We live by choice, not by desire. All right? Desire is what the world system will continue to use. All right? You, you, the more you desire it, and the more they keep showing you that, and the more you desire it, then one day you're going to make the choice. You're going to make the wrong choice. But you see, if you continue to live your life in accordance to the principle and the standard of the word of God, you love what you're hearing. You desire this thing. One of these days you're going to make the choice. Let's choose to live for Christ in a practical way. You notice my word? In a practical way. It has to be, you know, a deliberate choice. When I wake up in the morning, I choose to be a happy person. I choose to do that. It's a choice. I can't desire to be happy. It's not going to work because there will be something else that will erode that desire. I'm telling you. But if you choose, regardless of what happened, it's a choice. You see, when you choose, no one forces you into it. It's your choice. Choose this day whom you will serve. Do you want to remain as Saul? Or do you want to to be transformed into Paul? But the point of going from Saul to Paul is blindness. Three days blindness. Are you ready? I'm going to round up here this morning with this word. Think about it. The Lord said to Peter, a day is going to come. You will be led to a place you don't want to go. But why would you go? Because you have to choose to go. You'll be led to go. They will lead you. Come. You know, that reminds you of a man who is either blind or has become what? Weak. Yes. Sometimes the Lord will weaken us for us to depend on his strength. Yes. They will break all those bones, all those strength. Ah, They will bring it to a standstill. Say, follow. You just follow. Follow me. They will place heavy, heavy loads on our head. They say, follow. Father, where's the lamb? 
We've got the we've got the wood, we've got the fire. Where's the lamb? Oh well, God will, God will provide. Just follow me, my, my son. Are you ready to follow? It starts from when I stop this recording and you start stepping into choices. It's gonna be a choice. Because as long as you live on earth, you will always need to make a choice. So you will have to decide how you want to choose your day. How do you want to live this day? How do you want to engage this day? Do you want to engage this day in a practical Christian life or you want to engage this day based on your default concept of life? If they speak to me in a negative way, I'm going to respond back. Are you going to follow the way of the Lord? Father, we hear you this morning. It's so beautiful too. To look into your word and to see the practicality. A world where we are being captured daily by influence. And like I said earlier, Father, that the world is not just selling us product. There are also all kinds of evil spirits influence demonic projections behind the things that the world uh, the world system people in the world thinks well it's just about choice it's just about democracy they don't understand that behind those 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 words those promulgations those propagations those uh, 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 decisions are powerful satanic influence Help us, Father, to know, to understand what the enemy is trying to do. Help us to know that your way is the only way that leads us to true lasting peace. The world is in need of peace. We are also in need of peace. But we cannot have peace without having the Prince of Peace. We can't have joy without having the one who says the fruit of his, his spirit is joy. So Father, this morning, help us to be quiet and to listen. To respond in a way and in a manner that glorify you in our decisions. I pray, Lord, this morning for myself, my family, but, but for these wonderful people this morning that have tuned in to connect. May your spirit guide, lead, instruct them, oh God, in your way, in your truth. May these words that we have heard this morning truly bring out that spirit of practical Christian living. Help us not to live our life in deception. Claiming, well, I've got this knowledge. Yet this knowledge cannot be applied to our day-to-day -day challenges. We want a Christianity, oh God, a spirituality that is visible that when people look at us, 
they can indeed see that we are of a different breed. That we are a new man. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. We thank you this morning, Father. Let, let all, all things in our life be passed away. Let, us, let everything become new again. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, well. Thank you, everyone, this morning. Everyone who appreciate the fact that you're able to connect with us, with me this morning. Tomorrow, by the grace of God, we'll continue. We're trying to look at practical Christian living. Right? So, we, we, first day we dealt with the issue of faith. Then we dealt with wisdom. I think we're still dealing with wisdom. And uh, we'll see how the Lord will speak to us tomorrow. If there's anything, I'll let you know. But uh, regarding the material, I'll try to make it available t- today. Right. And uh, some other things that I just quickly need to begin to give attention to. But I thank you so much, everyone, for joining us, joining me this morning. May your life continue to bring pleasure to God in everything you do. Remember, no one serves God loses. If you serve God, you never lose. You're always on the winning side, regardless of the outcome. Thank you. Have yourself a wonderful day. Bye-bye. God bless you.